There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to My Millennial Money Property. I'm not John Pigeon and he's not Glenn James. Welcome to the show today. Welcome. Pleasure to be here. It is. My Millennial Property. It is a pleasure to be here. Now... I love this topic. Do you? Love talking about it. Where should I buy to live? But before you buy, often you need to speak with a mortgage broker, which is a great segue into thanking Wellman Finance. Yep. Sean Wellman from Wellman Finance and his team, they support the My Millennial Money Property podcast. Now, you know the old show, The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey? Yes. From like mid-90s. It's that long ago. Yeah, so he like walks into his house and... He gives the guy the business card and he's like, don't just call the company. They'll just put you on hold. (laughs) Gives him his direct number. That's the vibe that you get with Sean Wellman. Not the creepy stalker who doesn't have any friends. But if you want a personalized service, somebody who isn't just an employee of Mm. a big freaking organization, Wellman Finance for you. He can help anyone all all around Australia. However, if you do want face-to-face in Melbourne... That's where he is. Yep. South Melbourne, isn't he? His office? Uh, yeah, it is South Melbourne. But he probably travels everywhere yeah, around does, Melbourne. And yeah. he does jump on the plane occasionally too. So Yeah. And yeah. he's got clients that help the listeners of the podcast in yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. So, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Thanks, Sean. Wellman, wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. Hmm. Now, purchasing where you live. Pros, cons, good idea, bad idea. Yeah. Do you want to start like your sermon on the mound? with kind of like a preface how do you want to like dig in because i've got a few questions for you yeah i know you would have i just want to pre-frame this by saying buying where you live what we mean by that is should i buy an investment property in the suburb that i'm already living and potentially already own my own home that i live in in that particular suburb does that make sense glenn totally yeah cool so Usually we love the suburb we live in. We're emotionally embraced in it. We, we love the, what it's got to offer and that's why we chose to, to live in there. So it's very common that as an investor, we might then say, well, why wouldn't we get another property in, in this local area because of all the things that we love about it. Mm. It just makes sense makes to us. Makes sense. Yeah. It's easy. I can drive past it every day to see the tenants mowed the lawns and it's not burnt down and it's all good so that's my preface yeah so i'm an investor and i want and i want to buy another property Mm. what type of questions should i ask or ask myself when assessing my next purchase yes so i think when you're looking at your next purchase or your first purchase it's obvious that the first place you would look is where you live, right? Because we, you know it, right? And we've mentioned that. The first question you would ask yourself when you're doing that is, 
what has the market done in that local area in the last three to five years? What's its performance been like over the last 10, 20, 30 years? And make a judgment call on that, right? Mm. Now, I'll give you an example. So, Twoon Bay, Central Coast, market from 2013 to 2017 slash 18 went up conservatively 60 to 70 percent yeah i was lucky enough to buy at about 2012 i think it went up because you bought there actually (laughs) basically so 2019 or 2020 we're looking at that market educated and and research saying well is it going to go up another 60 or 70 percent in the next four to five years probably not no historically property might double every 10 to 12 to 15 years so it's probably not going to do that in the next four to five years if that's what's happened just recently so is that the best time to buy in that local suburb from a growth perspective in the short term we'd we'd probably say maybe not however if our emotions say well i just still like buying locally because i can drive past it and we can't get past that fact then knock yourself out Mm. as long as you're aware of what's happened with the with the growth in the in the previous few years and you, you you're not falling into this trap that says well it's going to double in the next five years for me yeah and it's funny like the amount of clients that you know and we don't know what we don't know but the amount of clients that would come into my office and say, we've just purchased an investment property and it's in the street behind us. And I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And I think a lot of this, like the amount of people that will buy an investment property and have to sell it because we talked about cash flow versus capital gains uh, in a previous episode. Yeah. But the amount of people who just haphazardly want to buy an investment property because it's the right thing to do Mm. and they buy one without a strategy it has to be sold within five years usually because they realize that they want to start a family and then one has to stop working they realize oh we actually want to buy another house so we need to sell both properties to Mm. live in there so for me i think it comes back to you're spending a lot of freaking money yeah have a bloody strategy Like, why wouldn't, like, if you're listening to this and you want to buy another property, you're about to spend 500 grand, for example, 300 grand. Yep. Why wouldn't you pay even someone like yourself, John, a couple of grand, coach through the whole process Mm. to make sure that it's not a a bad decision? Like, that just blows my mind that people don't want to spend money for good advice Mm. when it's worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Over the long term. Yeah, so... But I'll just finish. Like, I guess the the thing is, when people come to my office and said, oh, I've just bought a property in X suburb, Mm. which I'm thinking, I've lived on the coast for 30 years. That place as a whole, one, I would never want to live there. Mm. Two, I would never want an investment property there. Yeah. You've just bought it without a strategy. Yeah. And an investor, all that to say is if they didn't live there or when you want to buy your next property, you need to just remove yourself from the situation and say, would an investor buy in this suburb? And it might be, Mm. you might have four suburbs that you're researching 
it could be regional centers, could be Brisbane, could be Perth. Mm. Throw your own suburb in there and throw the same criteria against your suburb that you live in yeah. as opposed to the other suburbs and just see how the figures stack up by using the same formula. Yeah, yeah. And we actually do that in our um, online academy. Oh, do you really? A bit of a case yep. study, which you can throw that in there. But going back to the Tuim Bay example, if it was 2013 and we already had our own home in that suburb um, and, and prices have been flat for the previous four or five years and it's a good quality suburb, then it's actually a great time to buy in your own suburb right mm. it's an opportune time another an- so so sorry if you already live there yeah if yeah. you already live there well either way yes if you invest there and already own property in that suburb still still a good yeah, idea sorry, own as in live and own there live and own yeah, yeah okay um so there's a there's a different conversation of renting there versus buying in there but we'll we'll cover that in a moment but the other reason as to why you might buy locally regardless of what the market's doing is if it's a long-term hold for development now what i mean by that is you buy the block next door or up the road that you know that long term you can subdivide that and turn it, up, turn yeah. it into four townhouses or something like that it might be just a time to buy that and just sit and hold on that rent it out and then time comes in 10 years' time when there's a yeah, market the, movement. the 98-year-old who's lived there for 97 years yeah. has basically finally checked out. Yes. And this property's come up. Oh, it's a hot market, but it's a perfect size block. Mm, I'm going to jump on do that. With it. Yeah. yeah, and you know your numbers well. Yeah, so it's not a um, cold, hard rule that says never buy another property in the suburb that you are living in so, and you own so question if i if i'm if where i'm living in kind of flat and it's got scope to go in the next five years mm. you're saying the diversification rule so if i live and own in blue bay and i want to buy another property and it stacks up mm-hmm. the diversification rule goes out the window because of the potential upside is that what you're saying yeah that's right and you but you want to be pretty you want to have done your research on that not just running on emotion of i just love this suburb and remember <laughs> when i called you that time like yes. next door's of sale should <laughs> i I'm buy actually, it i'm actually thinking at that moment <laughs> when i'm talking here but yeah you, you just um and, and i'll look at it logically and say well okay if your local market goes up in the next five years unexpectedly and you've already own your own home in that suburb you've won anyway you've won anyway Mm. but if you're diversified out of that area and they both go up in the same time then you're a rock star but if you both if you own both properties in the local area and the market stays flat for five years then you've got no growth over your whole portfolio yeah so they're the things that you need to take into account when when assessing whether you're buying local or not but it's the obvious first place to look uh, as as a first time investor or even just a continual investor it's funny just to me this whole thing goes back to and we always say it mm. have a strategy yeah which means you've thought about different options in terms of entry exit what type of stock you want to purchase yes. and when we say stock we mean is it a, a freehold property is yeah. it a villa is it a townhouse is it an apartment yeah uh, it, it just goes back to strategy. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I, look, it's understanding what to look for first and foremost and then assessing your own individual situation. Yeah, because, okay, so question, I when I purchased my property 25-minute drive north of here, Yeah. okay, that Dirty Mike's now renting off me, <laughs> that was borderline not a good deal to do, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Well, I wasn't. You weren't here on the scene, the time, unfortunately. No, if no. you were, it may have been somewhere else. But um, for me, what year was it? Fourteen or fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, it's it's hard to say now. Yeah. But it, you'd know. Well, I, if I was talking to you at that time, the market was already on the move. Yeah. But it hasn't had the the major kick that it that mm. it then had afterwards. So. I would say you're on the money mm. to go and buy locally. Mm. Choice of suburb, yeah, questionable. I, I but guess it's paid off. Yeah, but I guess for me, in terms of my strategy, mm. was it was at the right price point. Yeah, it was brand new. Yeah, because I wanted a brand new place. Yeah, and three, it was right next to a, a shopping centre. Yeah, yeah, and public transport and all that stuff yeah and the good the good thing about and uh, like there's no intention to ever sell it yeah as, as my strategy with that property yeah true so looking at that local to buy scenario often i and and this is probably more relevant in in sydney and melbourne i speak to clients that are priced out of that market mm. right we bought there 10 years ago but now i can't afford to buy another one there mm good problem to have it's a great problem to have we know we've got equity in our Mm. in our portfolio but one thing that you can look at is what we call urban sprawl so urban sprawl is well if i live in suburb a and suburb b you stop scratching yeah i I saw you scratch your beard I had a go at John the other day because he was scratching his beard in the microphone. <laughs> and I was just doing it. Uh, yeah, if I live in suburb A and I can't afford to buy back in there, but I think I should, have a look at suburb B that's maybe a little bit cheaper and it's not as desirable as the suburb that I'm living in, but there's that sprawl of, well, I can't afford, not, not as many people can afford suburb A so they're going to buy in suburb B, which pushes the price of that up anyway. So, question, if I may, Your Honour, you know, if the topic should I buy where I live, is that should I buy within five streets? Is there a kilometre? Is there a time? Because mm. that one I bought up the road 25 minutes, that's not where I live. No. So, is it should I buy in the same market? Yeah, good question. So, that is essentially the same market with the same key drivers. However... Where I live is beachside luxury. That's right. If, if it sounds snowy, but yeah. in terms of it's a premium suburb, yeah. it's not Snake Haven. No, but... Shout out the, if you live at Snake Haven. <laughs> the prices traditionally would be more consistent in a blue chip suburb like yours. Mm. But in that investment property suburb that you bought in, um, you'll still see some upside in it because of it being in that same market. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I guess part of my overall strategy as well, like we're an hour and 20 minutes north of Sydney. Mm. I kind of knew that the Central Coast was always going to be a spillover from Sydney. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know, like... Yeah, just, the logic's there. I, I just yeah. think it goes back to, you know, should I buy where I live probably isn't the right episode title is, mm. should I be buying in the same market? Well, and, and this is the other part to this episode is what I wanted to cover off on is another scenario where you're actually renting in the suburb. Do I buy an investment property in that suburb as opposed to living in the one I buy? Yes, so rent vest in the same suburb slash market. Correct, yeah, which is an out-of-the-box thing to do because most people would be saying, well, if I'm going to buy a property in this suburb that I'm living, I want to live in it. Yeah, but if you've got half a spreadsheet and you want to maximize tax efficiencies or yes. blah, 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 mm. the strategy could stack up. Absolutely, it stacks up, and that's why I wanted to talk about it because for a lot of people, it doesn't even enter their mind and there'll be... 10 people telling them that's stupid. Why wouldn't you just live in mm. it? It's not cool to rent. Because <laughs> I often look, because I don't have absolute ocean kind of frontage where I am. I'm like mm. two streets back. Mm. But I often look at rentals that have absolute ocean frontage. Yeah. With, I'm like, if something comes up that's good, which I'm basically the same price I'm paying for my mortgage. Yeah. If the planets align, I'm moving two streets away. Yeah. And, and that's where... Uh, um, and may a lot of people may not know this, but a lot of Australia's wealthy actually rent in a place that they'd like to live, mm. right? Or they want to live. So they rent at Bondi and have a massive portfolio elsewhere. Or they might actually have a portfolio in Bondi, but it's not the place they live in because they want the flexibility to rent, mm. live right on the water, but don't want to pay the $10 million to live there when it only costs them you know, two grand um, a week to rent. Warina Parade down here mm-hmm. and apologies that we know that all our listeners don't live in the same suburb as us but it's Warina Parade it's basically right on the ocean yeah do you remember that guy who sold recently past Blue Bay mm. you'd know him I won't say his name he's the builder guy yeah he was saying one of the reasons he sold the absolute waterfront because he was sick of paying council 16 grand a year mm. in rates right yeah. and that's kind of why I would only rent on the absolute waterfront. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then there's a lot of upside to, to renting in the suburb of your choice because A, you might not be able to afford it to live there to begin with and rent's a lot cheaper and don't have to worry about rates and everything else as you mentioned. But from an investment point of view, if you know that it's a blue chip suburb, could you actually handle buying there and getting the yield from it would that service better than actually buying your own home and having holding costs that you can't afford? Or as kind of the, I guess, Blue Bay to Bay example is, mm. rent on the water and own two or three streets back because it's the same suburb name Correct. and you'll get the same effect. That's right. Yeah. 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 So there's a few factors to take into account there, but um, the scenario of do I live and own in the suburb that I'm looking to buy another property in? Um, or the, the scenario of I'm, I'm renting in this suburb, I'd like to buy an investment property in this suburb, but not actually one to live in. Yeah, and it's funny, there's a money dude, Dave Ramsey in the States, he's got a podcast, mm. Dave Ramsey Show, he's big on property, yeah. and he pays cash for property, doesn't do any gearing at all. Yeah, He only does local landlording. Yep. He doesn't do any long-distance landlording. Mm-hmm. And I think... I heard him say once his property portfolio is worth over 100 mil. So, right. you know, it's not Big a dog. school picnic. No. I just think 
the American market is so different. Yeah, it's like, very different. So mm. we can't, because of their population, it's so different. Yeah. And within a city, so he's in Nashville, there could be 50 different markets within Nashville. Yeah, that's right. So if you do listen to Dave Ramsey, awesome. And also remember, he made all his money telling people how to man- manage their money, not from yeah. investing. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think it's just important to note that it, it is so different and we don't have, due to the population in Australia, mm. we don't have that luxury of being a local landlord. No, no. There's and just a bit more risk involved, yeah. I think. I would never recommend it personally, regardless of the, the situation. But yeah, the only... Yeah, when you may be retired and you're enjoying your lifestyle and you find it stimulating to go and do that, then knock yourself out. But yeah, topic for another day. But mm. yeah, so so is there a verdict, yes or no, or is it always it depends? <laughs> <laughs> Boring old answer. It depends. Um, look, traditionally, I'm saying no. There are exceptions, as of as I mentioned yeah, if before. Mercury and Venus align. Yes, um, but. Yeah, for the diversification play, which I'm always big on, I'm, I'm saying if you've got a few eggs in some different baskets, then you know that over the long term, you should have a stable, balanced um, portfolio that will perform for you um, yep. as opposed to all in one um, and then hoping that it, it continues to go. Okay, quick question before we end. If someone's got a million dollars to purchase a property, uh, line of credit or whatever they're good to go yeah. with a million dollar purchase as an investment mm-hmm. and there's a a town suburb if you will that mm. is hot to trot at the moment yeah would you split that million and buy two freeholds in that same market or go one million dollar property somewhere else uh do i own that million dollars am i loaning that loaning it i'm loaning it yeah so if i'm loaning it i'd probably buy two 500s yeah, but in the same street almost no not in the same street in the same market if it's a going to be a boomer you've got the entire inside world yeah still wouldn't be the same street i'd just have a little bit more of a diversified play yeah it or may do you, even do be you build a duplex yeah i was gonna say i'd take yeah. a mill and try and chop something up yeah 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 if i owned a million outright in cash then i'd go a, a blue chip house that i know the yield's going to be low if I had a loan, but because I've got no loan, I can handle that low yield um, and know that that million dollar blue chip property will perform well for me. Sweet. There you have it, guys. Make sure you have a strategy, however small. Bye. Thanks, mate. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property, education and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor, this online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com 
click get help and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.